All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Homemade Ops. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we're gonna to be talking about some really cool stuff, but we have now reached our 10th episode. Woohoo! Yeah, so we're on our way. And our introduction, well, what are we gonna be discussing today? Well, we have more news on the stimulus payments. Ooh, so it's, they just don't- Never ends. Never ends, <laughs> the news on those things. We also wanna talk about simplifying your financial processes by getting some wins. And one of those wins can be setting up your bill pay. Okay, so the news for you, we're coming back to the stimulus payments, but it's kind of an interesting topic. You know how we talked about be careful, avoid scams, you know, are all around this? Well, there's an article, um, it's actually from Vox, and it's titled, Why Millions of Americans Are Getting Coronavirus Stimulus Payments on Scammy-Looking Debit Cards. <laughs> it says the federal government is sending out financial aid that looks like junk mail. So I guess they started sending some of the stimulus payments on debit cards that looked like junk mail, looked like scams. So people are like throwing them away or not really knowing what they are. Can you believe that? Which is really shocking to me. I don't know why they would do that. So just be careful when you see those. I mean, it's yeah. now here's the thing. Some of these things can be scams. Yeah, that's pretty typical to get scams like that. Exactly. So just be careful. Pay attention to them. Um, make sure it's official by going online and checking it. But yeah, absolutely. So I would just watch out for that. Check your mail. Make sure you don't miss, if you're still waiting on your stimulus payment, make sure you don't miss something that kind of looks like a scam. But also be careful because there are scams that look like that. <laughs> it is so tricky living in today's day and age because we have so much crap that we have to look out for now. I mean, people, like there was a, I think the Wall Street Journal reported not long ago that uh, over like a hundred million dollars from the uh, from the stimulus package that first came out, uh, scammers got their hands on. Oh, and, that's horrible. I mean, they're just doing some crazy stuff. I don't know if it was a hundred million, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, but it just, you gotta be careful out there. And they rushed this process to try and get these out quickly. So there's a lot of holes in it. So mm -hmm. watch for your stimulus check. Beware for, be, you know, still beware of scammers, but yeah. it's kind of interesting development. So if you did not put in your uh, your checking account number digitally, then more than likely you're going to get either a check or one of these cards. If you do receive a card in the mail, that looks kind of like one of those advertisements, but it's coming from the government. Just be sure it's them. Just, just be sure, double check it, and we should be good to go. So in summary, just be careful of scammers, but be sure to check your mail and see if it's actually a payment from the government. There's ways you can go online and verify that too. Um, most likely we're still kind of learning about that, so we'll keep you updated. Okay, so let's move on to another segment that's uh, the more fun one, and that is what did we watch over this weekend? So we have seen this movie. We mentioned it a couple times on the podcast in the past, and that is Dr. Sleep. Now, for any of you who are not familiar with Dr. Sleep, it is a, it's the sequel, uh, it's a sequel book and movie to The Shining. So The Shining is a pretty good scary movie. It's a classic. If you have not seen it, you have to go check it out. It's a major, mainly for just cultural uh, knowledge because it's such a, an iconic film There's now. So, much, so many parodies of it too and... You know, it's so much in pop culture. There's just so much that uses references from that, like the here's Johnny and all that kind of stuff. Well, when it comes to Dr. Sleep, this is now the sequel, and it's like 40 years after <laughs> it came out. But it's such a, like, I was actually blown away by it. I like it personally, like some people are gonna hate me for this. <laughs> I actually like it personally better than The Shining. 
And I like The Shining, but it's uh, The Shining. It has so much, so much cultural significance to it. But uh, Doctor Sleep just really adds so much more depth and layer to what The Shining was. And that's what I like about it. It talks a lot more about what The Shining is, like the actual shining magical power and all that kind of stuff. It's not nearly as scary. It's, uh, it's actually not that scary at all. It's more of like an action mystery adventure type thing. Uh, there's some good spots though, some jump scares. But for the most part, the show just dives into a much more emotional and, uh, and uh, intense depth on what these characters are doing and how do they actually handle this mystical power. Yeah, The Shining is much more of a pure horror movie. Mm-hmm. And this one is a little bit more of like a suspenseful thriller. It has some horror elements for sure, but most of the movie's not very scary. It's it's a little bit more of a suspenseful movie. I really like it too. And it has Ewan McGregor, who I love. So so if anyone's heard of uh, Clearplay or VidAngel, any of those uh, <laughs> uh, filtering companies, they're really cool. We were able to watch it via our Clearplay. So that way we're able to edit some of the bad stuff out. Like we don't like listening to a whole lot of language and stuff. If you're all fine with it, that's up to you. It is rated R. Well, there's R. a really harsh scene in it too. Yeah. That I was like, ooh, I can't watch. It's too intense. <laughs> yeah. So just consider it. It's definitely not for the faint of heart, but it is a very, very good movie if that's something that you enjoy. Okay. So now let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what we're going to be discussing this week. And this week, we actually have an interesting topic for you. And that is simplify your finances so you can get some wins. So there's a a main principle that we want to talk about here, and that's becoming overwhelmed. Now, for many of you, the reason why so many people don't get into their own personal finances is because they just don't want to look at it. They get overwhelmed. They think of finances and they get scared. They look at their current situation and they think, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to be able to save? How am I ever going to get out of debt? How am I ever going to pay off this car? You know, I think they too also think about how am I ever going to understand how to invest my money? How am I ever going to learn all of this? I'm, you know, a teacher or a plumber. I I don't work in accounting or finance. Especially the knowledge if you're not is a, overwhelming. Yeah, especially if you're not a business person. If you didn't graduate in business or anything like that, it's so easy. You can easily get overwhelmed, and then that can add to emotions that don't that don't produce positive outcomes. What I mean by that is a lot of times if you get overwhelmed with something, you become really snippy. And maybe you start snapping at people or getting mad at them if maybe they're not uh, spending properly. Let's say you have a partner, a spouse, or whatever it is, and they start spending a little bit extra on the credit card. And you said, we talked about this, and then you start getting mad at them, and then boom, because you're overwhelmed with the financial burden, and all of a sudden now you're trying to think, oh, okay, well, it's their fault that I'm feeling this way. And just a whole lot of bad emotions kind of come from it. But what's the, old, what's the goal? The goal is for both of you to become financially literate, to become financially savvy. But not understanding these situations or having these difficulties really just adds to the plate. So here's what we, here's what we want you to focus on this week. And we're going to actually talk about some cool things. Uh, we want you to focus on getting some wins because it is so easy. It is so easy to get overwhelmed by finances. It's also so easy to get overwhelmed by your habits and other people's habits. And if you don't have any desirable outcomes, how can you just have that breath of fresh air? Well, here's the thing. It is, we want to be fully honest. 
it is a journey and it is tough learning all this stuff, but that's why we're here. That's why Kimberly and I are here to help you organize your business, uh, your homemade ops, your um, operations, your finances, your whatever it may be and setting up your life. So that way you can gather your thoughts and build up a system that is automatic and systematic so you don't get overwhelmed and you get some wins. Yeah, it's not something you're going to do overnight. And we're still learning every day. We've learned a lot even just doing the show and doing research and things for it. It's something that you get better with over time, just like if you're learning a new sport or a new instrument. And that's what we're hoping to do with this show is break it down into small things you can do each week to make your life a little bit better and to learn more about finances, to learn a little bit more. So all of a sudden, before you realize, you're a pretty educated person, you know, with finances. But but it's difficult to start doing that until you have those wins because you it's difficult to start on that journey because like Todd was saying you get caught up in the emotions of it so how do we avoid this then how do we how do we actually start on this journey because it's like when you look at a mountain you're at the base of the mountain you're like oh I want to climb that and get to the very top and then you just look at the mountain you're like oh and get discouraged <laughs> and then you turn away and walk away I I personally believe that's what most people do with finance and setting up their other homemade operations. So here's what we're going to do. Take one step. Take one step forward. Go on that mountain. Know where you're going, but then look down. Look up so you see where you want to be, but then so you at least have the direction. But look down at your feet and then take it one step at a time. So sometimes all it takes is just a little push in the right direction and or one little win to prove that you can do it. And that you can overcome the feeling of being overwhelmed. You know, actually, Kimberly has a, uh, last week, Kimberly had an event happen at work that uh, I think really relates to this topic. So it's uh, kind of putting her on the spot, but do you mind sharing a little bit about your, uh, you actually had a, an event at work that was a little overwhelming, but you handled it in a way that produced a positive outcome, right? Yeah, I I love topping, talking about this topic because I feel like there's more I want to learn because overwhelm is honestly something I've struggled with my whole life. You know, just feeling overwhelmed, you know, where I don't even want to get started. And sometimes you just need that push in the right direction. So work had been really stressful. And there's a particular project where there are a lot of high emotions around it, a lot of different parties involved, a lot of fingers pointing at each other, kind of a lot of blame. And I had this meeting that I was really not looking forward to. I know a lot of people are going into it really frustrated and there was a lot of tension. And I was frustrated too, just about how the situation was handled. Um, and I was kind of ready to go in, fists up, like, you know, this didn't go right because of this and I'm not happy with the results, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Tom and I talked a lot about um, this idea. There's a book called Crucial Conversations. A very good book. If if you want to gain some perspective on how to handle tough situations, I highly recommend reading this book, Crucial Conversations. So a lot of times we talk about that after maybe I have a flustered conversation at work or have just, some, you know, something where just in general in work or in life where the situation didn't go great and we talk about after the fact, right? So we had talked about this idea of crucial conversations over and over again or, you know, handing, handling things with a positive attitude when the stakes are high, when people's emotions are running high. And going into that meeting, I just had this thought right before I was like, wait a minute. This is a situation that I want to handle the way I've always handled it, where I'm really frustrated about it. And a lot of people are frustrated about it. And I wanted to go into it a certain way. And I kind of just literally right before the meeting clicked like, wait a minute, 
this is a situation where I could probably apply what I learned. And I just had that thought because I've been learning about it so much. And I thought, let's give it a shot. So in the past, usually it was easy to forget the main goal and, you know, debate or defend things and nothing got done. So I thought, let's give it a shot and try something different. So we went to that meeting and it was still really um, productive because there were problems and there were concerns. I brought all those up. Other people brought up their concerns, but I tried to approach it with a positive twist. Like, look, this situation is okay. It's not the end of the world. And I think a lot, the main reason I realized a lot of people were frustrated with it is because I think we all went in feeling like everything was wrong. It was a disaster. There was so much to do. So usually the biggest problem when it comes to having these conversations, especially with your spouse, partner, whatever it is, is both sides have a story and both sides anticipate because of previous actions, they anticipate that, ooh, this is going to be a rough conversation, and then your guard is shot up. So the idea of this book, Crucial Conversations, and also having these conversations in your own financial life, is to eliminate that guard by making a safe area where you can actually have very intense, complex conversations, but you're allowed, but you're able to have those because now everyone's guard is down. Everyone knows that, hey, I am a good person and I'm with a team that people care about me. I'm not threatened. And because that threat is gone, it's okay, let's see if we can work this out. Let's see if we can build upon this. So when we went into that meeting, I thought, you know, everybody's frustrated. Everybody feels like I'm going to come out of this with 50 hours of extra work. There was a lot of overwhelm in the situation. And I went in and kind of simplified it and said, look, let's just talk about the few specific issues and let's identify the processes so we don't have issues going forward. And we talked about how a lot of it was pretty hyped up. There'd been a lot of changes made to fix the problems going forward already. So really we just needed to get those documented, get the changes in the process documented, and fix a few other issues, and then it was okay. It wasn't as much work as we all thought it was gonna be. And we realized that everybody was trying to do what was right. Everybody was trying to make the situation better, but everybody, I think, felt a little bit overwhelmed by the issues. And a lot of times, when you have one small problem, it feels overwhelming because you feel like, well, if there's one small problem, there's probably a billion small problems that I'm going to have to deal with. And your brain kind of tells itself, this is going to be a lot bigger, sometimes than it actually is. And I think it's a bit of a defense mechanism. Like, okay, there is something wrong with this one little process. Does that mean the whole process is messed up? And so battling that overwhelm um, and that defensiveness, it allowed us to have actually a not too long and really productive meeting where we all came out with a few simple to-dos and everybody felt a lot better about working with each other. Because you're going to, especially, you know, in your relationships, when you're doing your finances, you're going to have to work together for the rest of your lives. Or in your job, you're going to have to work together with these people for as long as you're in that job. So if you can come at it with that feeling, everybody's motivated to do a better job. So if you can take this, or what I learned from this really is that I had this really positive experience where I felt like all that changed was my attitude going into the situation. Thinking, okay, you know what? Maybe this isn't over as, as overwhelming as I thought. And maybe let me approach this with a, let's see how we can fix it and just move forward attitude. And it was really amazing because because of the win I had, it changed my behavior or because I changed my behavior or how I approached the situation, 
I had a positive energy that spilled over in my personal life. My whole week was better. Before we were filming this podcast, Todd sat down and said, what What happened last week? You know, you got it. You were able to get all this stuff done. It was really productive. He was honestly curious, like, what changed? And I told him, I think it stemmed from that meeting. It was the beginning of the week, and it gave me this, this strength, like, wow, if I go into this and realize that my overwhelm is not correct, that I just battle that overwhelm with a positive attitude and having that little win where I did that and the situation got better, then that little win applied to the rest of my life and was able to take that to my personal life and accomplish a lot of things that I wanted to do this week. And so it was really amazing how one small win of me applying a principle that we talked about made the rest of my life so much better. So I actually really like that story because I think it really does apply to finance and your own topics at home when you're setting up your homemade operations. When you're setting up your homemade operations, you're going to be confronted, if not much now, you will in the future, <laughs> with really intense conversations and topics that you really should uh, learn to navigate. And the trick is, it's not it's not just becoming positive, right? Because if you enter in a, mo- a room that's positive, be like, let's be happy, everyone, and people are mad. <laughs> like, that's not necessarily what Kimberly's talking about here. There's strategy involved with it. And so we'll talk about in future episodes how to handle those crucial conversations and some strategies on how to adjust those. But the main point that we're bringing out here, though, is when you actually do apply these principles and have one little win, one little win, It just shows you that you can do it. And that will provide you with some tremendous energy where you think, you know what? I can can actually set this up and I can achieve my goals. I was thinking about it and I realized that you can learn and discuss something for years. You know, we talked about how to handle tough work situations millions of times because I've had tons of those over the years and worked with different people. But it's when you actually do it and it works something happens in your brain where it's different. It, it's like it becomes a part of you because your brain and your heart are now aligned in their purpose. They know what they're doing. It's like your body gets it. Sort of like when you're watching a YouTube video about snow skiing, you think, oh, that's great, cool. But when you actually do it, your body and your mind have to feel what it's like to do it. So you can learn about finances. You can learn about you know self-improvement, making your life better. But then when you actually do it and it works, it's like your brain goes, oh, I get it. Okay, yeah, I can do that. And it learns it and it's more willing to apply it the next time. Where, so maybe you're struggling with something financially, like the idea of budgeting. It's really painful. You're having a hard time. You've learned about it a bunch of times. You know you need to budget, but you and your spouse hate doing it or you just personally hate doing it. You fight, whatever. So every time you go to budget, your brain gets defensive and says, I don't want to do that. That's bad. Every time we do that, I'm not happy. But if you can get to where you can have a small win, maybe you spend five minutes, you write down a few things and it's like, wait, oh, that actually helped me. Or maybe you do a mini budget. Like I'm just going to budget for this trip and see how it fits. And I just do a small win. Your brain goes, oh, you know, I get it. Maybe I can do that. And then the next time you're in that situation, instead of getting defensive, your brain and your mind are saying, okay, no, that worked last time. I'm willing to do it again. And you get good momentum. So Taking this example that Kimberly's talking about here, let's apply this to how you can get some wins. Because the whole goal here, and the title of this podcast is to simplify your processes. Now, the reason why we want to simplify your processes are so you can get to those wins faster. So that way you can see that, guess what? You can do it. Even with that complex, huge mountain there, you can do it. 
If you want to run that half marathon, you first have to run the first mile. And you have to practice running that first mile before you can get to the second and the third. So, we have a tip for you today. So number one, of course, simplify your processes. Go back to our budget uh, budgeting episodes, listen to those if you wanna see how to set up budgets. We also have a course coming out here in several months that's going to walk you through all these steps on a visual level, including the actual topics that we're discussing today and in the past. So that's gonna be helpful too. But for now, go visit these podcasts and simplify your processes so you don't get overwhelmed. Just create a to-do list, and with that to-do list, don't get overwhelmed with the entire list, but just take a look at the first item and get it done. Let's show you one that will actually help simplify your processes, and that is called bill pay. Now, this is one of my favorite things on the planet because <laughs> it simplified my processes personally. So when Kimberly and I first got married, we were in uh, we were paying bills manually every single month and week, depending on what bills we were doing. It was a pain. We would manually take checks, okay, checks. This is almost six years ago. We were taking checks and going to uh, drop boxes and mailing them <laughs> because that's how a lot, of, um, a lot of these companies took payment. Or if anything, we'd just log into their individual portal. So you'd have like six things you have to log into to pay. Yeah. So you would log in or maybe set up some automatic payments with your credit card, whatever. But we were thinking, okay, there has to be a better way to do this. So Kimberly and I are, uh, were thinking, okay, let's Instead of setting up our credit cards, because at the time we were uh, we had limits on our credit cards that were pretty low, so we were just concerned about overcharges if a lot of these companies would uh, would charge a lot of things and then we just reached that max and then we would get some sort of fine, well or some sort of fee. So we were thinking, okay, that's not the best scenario for us right now. What would be the best scenario? And we found a really cool tool called Bill Pay. Now, most of your banks will offer this, but there's other places like other apps where you can actually set this up. Like Mint, the actual app, has a bill pay feature. There's other, uh, uh, you know those apps that we were talking about, those budgeting tools that you can purchase? A lot of those have bill pay functionality as well. But most of your banks are going to have this feature. What bill pay will do is from one page, you can actually set up all of the different bills that are usually automatic or that you can automate. So all these different bills like your mortgage payments, car insurance, uh, cell phone plans, whatever it may be. Any bill that is reoccurring, you can actually set up on bill pay. You put in account information and most companies have support for this, which means you can go and to their page and uh, type in bill pay in their search from the website, and they usually have a routing number or account number that you can route to to send in your information. You put that on your bank information on bill pay, and guess what? With a few clicks and a few entered information, you can pay all of your bills at one time. Makes it easy, it's also secure. Generally speaking, a lot of these uh, banks will, not every bank, but most banks will actually put the money kind of into like an escrow dummy account and then send it from there rather than directly from your account. So that way you're protected if you send information over the internet. So that's pretty cool. And also if you can't pay them electronically through bill pay, a lot of these companies will actually offer you check writing. Well, they'll write a check on your behalf and even mail it for you to the company. Yeah, it's pretty slick where you just go in there and it has all of your bills. You type in the amount and you put the date you want to pay it so you can literally just pay them all together at once. And this is something that's cool because you could probably get this set up in less than an hour. So this is a great simple win because I could log into my bank today, get this all set up, and then, you know, I take 
five minutes to pay my bills and I can still review the amounts and make sure they look good so they're not just auto charging me, maybe char overcharging me or something. Really easy way to get a simple win you could do in less than an hour and you could do it today. And you can check your balances in your, in your checking or a savings account. So you can check and see, do I have enough money and then put those in there. The other thing that's cool is a lot of banks will support uh, digital upload where if you connect your account and if the company that you're linking bill pay to supports bill pay, a lot of times they'll actually send your bill information right into your bank account for bill pay. And instead of you typing in the number yourself manually, it will just pre-populate. So that's pretty cool, but it doesn't pay until you actually click on the submit or uh, bill pay button. So just a really cool tool that you should consider to simplify your processes. So if you're getting overwhelmed paying all of your bills, try to look for these automated features that will save you time and also headache and also still allow you to monitor your checking and savings accounts. It's funny how doing little things like this kind of make you feel like a financial wizard. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah I pay my bills in five minutes. They're just kind of a fun way to feel like you're on top of things. Yeah. And a really simple way to do it. And so try this bill pay feature if you feel comfortable with it. Uh, and if you and if it helps you, then there's a win for you. Well, everyone, thank you so much for being here with this week for us. Hopefully these tips helped you out. Today we talked again, uh, in review. Again, we talked about, hey, don't be scared, okay? Simplify your financial processes so you can get some wins. And at that point, you won't get overwhelmed. We also talked about those stimulus payments. So check out on those just in case those debit cards show uh, come in the mail. Don't throw them away immediately. Double check and see if they are real and they actually might be the payment for you. So write us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And let us know about a simple win that you get this week. We'd love to hear from you and hear about what you're doing to help make your financial life better in simple, easy ways. And we'd love to share them on the show too. And don't forget about Bill Pay. Give that a shot. Let us know what you think of it. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on the show, and we'll see you next time on Homemade Ops. <laughs>